You're listening to Healthy AF Podcast, discussing all things strength, nutrition, and performance. We help people improve performance, reduce injury, and move better. And now, here are your hosts, Dave Howington and Corey Lehman. Welcome to Healthy AF. This is Corey. I'm here with Dave. Today, we are talking about anti-fragility. Yeah, I think this is a huge topic to talk about, especially when we're thinking about, we work with a lot of physical therapy patients, we have a lot of people coming in from post-rehab, and it's really easy to put ourselves into a mindset of being fragile. Oh yeah, and anybody who's ever had an injury before, um, your whole training, your view of training starts to shift, right? Like you're a little bit more tense, you're a little bit more worried, oh I don't want to tweak my back, I don't want to hurt my shoulder or my knee. It changes your mindset, but it doesn't have to. I think it doesn't have to, and then at the same time too, there's that caution of what does anti-fragility actually mean. So I think we should start with that. The definition of anti-fragility, the way I look at it, is anything that gains from disorder. So you can think of a bone. When you break your bone, your bone comes back stronger. Whereas if I were to toss this mic on the ground, it would probably break and it would not come back stronger. This is fragile. If you have something plastic and it doesn't break and you knock it off the ground, that's not anti-fragile, that's just resilient. And so anti-fragile is something that gains from being broken. I just got like a whole science lesson. I know, right? A little philosophy there too. <laughs> but so I think like the thing to think about then is anti-fragility is our bodies aren't just resilient. They get stronger if we have the right mindset. Hmm. So how do you, taking that theory into account, what about as we age? As we age, like our bodies, we still need to push our bodies, right? Um, I think the caution I would throw is like that doesn't mean you should go jumping off, you know, a bridge, you know, thinking like, oh, I'll get stronger from this, right? But I think we need to have, I think it's called post-traumatic growth of that idea that, you know, 2020 has been a heck of a year. I think we can all agree. But with that mindset that 2020 is going to make us stronger, we're going to be stronger because of it. And I think the same can be said when we work out, when we exercise, is our exercise, if we do it well and we have good guidance, it's not going to hurt us, it's going to make us stronger. And a lot of times when we feel pain, we need to listen to that pain, but at the same time we need to recognize that sometimes that pain might not be called for. Hmm. All right, so walk me through those things again. Um, You said fragile, resilient, and then what? Anti-fragile. So humans are anti-fragile. Humans are anti-fragile. Dude, that's better than resilient. I thought I was resilient. Exactly. I'm sitting here thinking like I'm anti-fragile now. Yeah, exactly. Like, see, I come and I say, hey, we're going to talk about anti-fragility, and then you just tell me all about it. Yeah, that's how it works. I mean, that's how we go. <laughs> but so anti-fragile in its very nature is something that gains from chaos. So I think that it, the best book to read is Nassim Nicholas Taleb's book, Anti-Fragility, where he goes and basically does a whole treatise on what anti-fragility is and just all these different structures. But talking about the human body, it's everything within reason, right? I'm not going to push myself to the point where I'm going to try to kill myself or like injure myself or give myself rhodolysis, but I do need to realize that I can push myself and I will be stronger because of it. All right, so let's talk practical example here, though. Let's say... I'm 53-year-old female, I blow my back out, I have a disc herniation, and I want to get back to what I'm doing. Okay. How do I balance, like in my mind, I'm sort of like, okay, how do I balance the pain 
and being smart and being safe with at the same time like adopting this anti-fragility mindset? Well, I'll start by saying pain, I'm, I don't want to cross any lanes, right? I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a physical therapist. I'm married to a counselor. So pseudo, you know, pseudo psychologist. Yeah, you guys, you yeah. Know. Uh, but in any case, <laughs> with pain, you first have to recognize it's very emotional and you almost have to kind of trick the brain into realizing that it's mental and that you can do more than you realize. So maybe let's say the person, I don't know what's going on with the situation, let's say maybe it's just some back pain, we don't know if it's a disc herniation or anything like that. And maybe the movement that exacerbates the back pain is a deadlift or a hip hinge, right? Pushing the butt backwards, loading the spine that way. What I would start with that person is just merely do a movement that's similar that doesn't cause pain. And start to show the brain slowly but gra like gradually that the deadlift isn't going to cause the pain. So maybe I'm not going to have that person do a straight bar 135 pound deadlift right away, but maybe they can do a body weight deadlift hip hinge without experiencing any pain. Hmm. Right? So I'm going to start by doing that and doing repeated exposure to that and gradually building up not just the tissue resiliency, not just the tissue anti-fragility, I got myself there, but then also to slowly build into the mental resiliency, the mental anti-fragility that, hey, I can actually do more than what I realized. And again, the thing is, everybody's going to progress differently. It's not going to be perfectly linear. Right. And it's on the coach and the person working with that to realize that, and then also to make sure you respect the pain enough to not necessarily try to cripple the person, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's it's such an important concept because we run into this all the time where when people develop a fragile mindset, it actually becomes very difficult to make progress. Because we know in the weight room, you have to have progressive overload, meaning you, you have to have weights that consistently challenge you. And um, unfortunately, a lot of people think, well, the five to 10 pound dumbbells I'm using are good enough. But the truth is, like, if you've been using the five to ten pound dumbbells for like a year, you know, <laughs> your body's adapted to it, and the fragility mindset keeps people from actually hitting the weight loss goal or the strength goal or some of the cardiovascular benefits that they're looking for, and they're missing out on some of the benefits of exercise because they're so worried about getting injured or the pain they're experiencing. Yeah, and I would even say, too, as a coach and a practitioner, something we have to think about is the language we even use, right? So there's the term nocebo, and that's basically language that builds that fragility mindset. So it's like, for me, I call it the F word of the fitness industry, but functional. If I tell someone, oh, you do this, you're dysfunctional, I'm all of a sudden creating this loop in their brain that says, oh, I can't do this movement. Hmm. Or if I have someone that comes in with back pain, I can tell them, oh, don't do a deadlift anymore. And all of a sudden they start thinking that deadlift is always going to hurt my back. Whereas I could maybe say something instead of just not even addressing deadlifts and say, hey, you know, let's say squatting doesn't cause pain. Let's go ahead and let's do some squatting. Yeah. Maybe hip bridging doesn't cause pain. Let's do some hip bridging. And never at any time will I address the fact, I will not say never, but will I, I, I got to be careful about saying don't deadlift because that's going to give you pain. Right. And I got to be careful demonizing exercises. And I gotta be careful of using words that are gonna create a negative belief in their body. Yeah, I like that a lot. I actually just had this conversation with a client of mine who was coming off injury, going to see their physician, and I said, 
make sure you're very specific about the exercises that you want to do and even demonstrate and show because um, a lot of times a, a physician might not have context for like they might think like squat right they might, they might immediately in their head think bar on your back super intense that's not going to be good whereas like we don't want to avoid squats in the fitness industry, right? We want to, like you said, we don't want to teach somebody, oh, hey, never squat again. We want to be able to give them that dose to get them back to that point where they can actually complete these daily activities and these exercise, you know, routines that we lay out. So, um, you know, I just, I use that as an example because um, of what you said, we don't want to create this mindset where people are like, oh, I can't do this, or this is too hard for me, or my body can't do this. The truth is, um, with the right dosing, um, under the right supervision, absolutely, you can do it. Yeah, what's the quote, the dose is the poison, or the poison is the dose, that kind of thing, right? Okay. I, don't I mean, you're well-read, Dave, you yes, read sir. a lot of books. I can't, I can't remember what the exact quote is, but I will caution this too, and I'm like, pain is... 100% in your head, but it's also 100% real. And so I do caveat this by saying, like, if you're experiencing pain, you owe it to yourself to see a professional about it. Yeah. A movement professional, a physical therapist, a doctor, a physician, something That's like where that. you come and see us, right? Yeah, but, exactly, <laughs> only us, no, I'm scared. Uh, but I think at the same time, keep in the back of your head, like, I am not defined by my pain. My pain is not my identity. Hmm. And that's not this narrative that I want to tell myself. Yeah. Right. And that's uh, it's hard, easier said than done. But again, like having that anti-fragile mindset can set you up for a lot more success. And the other thing I like to do if someone's otherwise healthy is I like to give them a workout that's going to really actually work them hard. Hmm. And like I'll probably use like a hardy mod or something like that. But I'll let them see how hard they actually can work. Yeah. And then from there, help them realize, holy cow, I can do that. That means I can do a lot more than I realized. Right. Well, we often joke about using the sled as a trick because a lot of times people oh, yeah. in their head think like, oh, a sled is for football players or people who are working out at a really high level. But we'll often put, you know, somebody who's 70, 75, 80 years old on the sled, they'll easily push, you know, 100 pounds, you know, because we realize, hey, you have the ability to do this. Next thing you know, the light bulb goes off in their head and they, they realize, I'm not as fragile as I thought it was. Yeah, and I think we talked about this of like the output versus input exercises, right? Having those output exercises that you know won't hurt them, but help them realize that they're stronger than they realize, that they're more anti-fragile than they realize. Yeah, absolutely. So, key takeaways here, you're not fragile, you're even better than resilient. That's the thing I learned. <laughs> you're anti-fragile, um, and really... Obviously, listen to your body, but don't be afraid to push yourself. I think that's great. Yeah. All right, guys. Until next time, stay healthy. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF Podcast, where we help athletes and adults move, perform, and live better. If you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, we'd love if you would do us a quick favor and rate and review the podcast. We'll see you on the next show.